It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. Hope you had a lovely Easter weekend. I was on my travels again the weekend. I was, believe it or not, did nothing for COVID, of course, but I'm all over the world at the minute. I was in Glasgow the weekend for the old firm Derby. Yes, Celtic and Rangers. I'm going to tell you a bit about that a little bit later on and more besides. Hope you had a nice weekend too. The weather, well, what do you say about the weather? It's bloody awful, isn't it? It really is and looked like it's going to continue like that this week. But... But, 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 there is a star on the horizon. There is brightness on the horizon, sunshine, whatever you like to call it, because, you know, folks, there's no show like a Joe show, and he's on his way, yes, to County Louth and Carlingford in particular. And we're heading there now to have a chat with Donna McKevitt. Hi, Donna. Hi, hi. How are you? Well, look, I, I don't need to ask you. I just hear it in your voice. You're in high dough, are you? So happy, so excited. <laughs> Our stars and stripes on all the flagpoles. <laughs> I hear there was a young lad sent out at dawn this morning. Is that right? There's a, there's a, there's a young lad on his way, Pierce McCavitt, to Dublin to collect 20 American flags. Good on him. Good on yeah. him. The there's this also morning. a shopping and dock is Marmion's wallpaper shop giving us third flag for today. Lovely. Good on yeah. Brendan and the crew there. They're yeah. always there to help as well. So you're yeah. going to look be splendid, let me say, tomorrow when he arrives. You met him last time round, didn't you? We met him briefly last time. Quick shake of the hand. Hopefully, he, I, I remember him. I hope he remembers me. <laughs> I'm sure he will, Donna. <laughs> they yeah. say when they meet you, well, there's just no way of forgetting and I'm sure it'll be the exactly. same with the American <laughs> president. Anyway, what, what's the the vibe like on the ground there at oh, the moment. The vibe on the ground, it's all there's a lot of obviously there's a lot of security checks going around. The guardies out in force checking everywhere, helping people out, get parked in suitable places. The flagpole in the rain or no rain, we're still putting up the button. Yeah. The apple tarts is all getting ready for the oven. <laughs> it's like it's like a big deal here in Carlingford. Oh, huge. And of course, you are the owner of Ruby Ellen's Tea Rooms there. And listen, there is a rumour. Now, I want to just put this to you now while I have you with me, that yeah. uh, you're getting ready um, some food for the president, are you, for tomorrow? Well, I can neither confirm or deny. Oh, I see. That's all I can say. Right. OK, right. what about your all-day breakfast? Would that be on yeah. the menu? That is always on the menu, and we, you know, we'll not leave anybody hungry. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, wouldn't it be just the best thing ever? Oh, it would be so nice. It would be so nice, wouldn't it? And you can yeah. guarantee him the full Irish. He'll be looked after. Oh, he will definitely be looked after in Ruby Ellen's tea rooms. Definitely <laughs> be looked after. And a good, strong cup of tea. Yes, yes. Now, look, isn't it great that uh, Carlingford and North Loud is buzzing? Because that crowd, oh, yeah. in, that crowd in Mayo seemed to get all I the really attention. I really think, Loud, we are going to make it. We're going to make it big here in Loud. We really need to pull together. Oh, yes. Make this a good show. Oh, for sure, yeah. for sure. But yeah. look, the President of America paying a visit is a huge thing. It really, really oh. is, isn't it? Yeah, it is so big. It is so big. We're delighted to welcome him. Now, for the ordinary 5-8, it'll be tough enough, will it, tomorrow? Because, as you say, there's a huge operation going on there, security-wise. Will I it be- don't think so. They'll all have space. I think we need a good crowd out, and especially the kids. And yeah. We do need a good crowd here, for sure. 
Like, I don't know the time yet. I think in the afternoon. Yes. But I, don't, I haven't got confirmed. Nobody has confirmed on that yet. Yeah. But um, we definitely need it. It's going to be a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Mm. What do you remember of the last time? I know you shook his it hand. Swiftly, yeah. It was swiftly. He was head, He was in the Carlingford Heritage Centre and visiting the graveyard there. And then it was a swift account. But it was it was still good. Do you know, yes. there was a big crowd that time. Mm. Yeah. And tomorrow, what are you hearing anything of where he's definitely going to be? Is he going to the castle? I... I have strong faith in he's going to go to the castle. I would love him to be at the castle. I think it looked really well. And the pictures all over Carlingford Lock. Yeah. I think it would do well. Yeah, King John's Castle would King look John's amazing. Castle, yeah. yeah. And, and it can never be understa- understated, I have to say, that when someone like Joe Biden arrives and with all this huge media coverage that's coming with him, it's some boost in the arm, uh, shot in the arm for tourism. You couldn't buy this. You cannot buy this. You can't bottle it. Mm. It's like we know we have bus trips come regularly a couple of days of the week from America, American tours. And the first thing they ask is, where's where's Joe Biden's relations? Where do they live? Is it close to here? Was he here? So I think it's really going to put us on the map. Oh, for sure. And never mind, yeah. Carlingford is always on, on our map anyway here in County Loud. But for yeah. yourselves, you know, every little helps, doesn't it? And this is not well, little. Every little yeah. helps. Yeah. Every little helps. We're all here. We're trying to get over the COVID crisis, as we know. We're all trying to do our best, all the small businesses in town. Mm. So we need it. Yes, yeah. for sure. Tell me about Ruby Ellen's Tea Room. Where does the name come from? Ruby Ellen's Tea Rooms is it's actually my sister that owns it. Yes. And I manage for I run it the last ten years. My daughter's called Ruby Ellen, so it's named after her. Lovely. And she's you're ten she's years there. Now. Yeah, what age We're is she? Ten years there, she's fourteen. Yeah, so it's it's in her yeah. name. So you're t- you're ten years there. Well by God, in those ten years I have to say, Donna, you've yeah. seen the highs and the lows, haven't you? We've seen it all. We started thinking how many, but we, we're, we're getting there. We're getting mm. there. We've a lovely outdoor area. We're actually going to be featured tomorrow on Ireland AM as well. Great. That's Derek, the weatherman's given us a week call in. Ah, lovely. Isn't that more great publicity yeah. for you yeah. uh, as well? So, look, let's, let's, let's create a scenario. Tomorrow, he's in the area. He's on a walkabout. And he arrives in. Would you be nervous, like, you know, when he, if he came in and sat down and asked for a rasher? Not a bit. Not a bit nervous. Mm. Not a bit. The pan will be on. The bacon's fresh bacon in. The cheese will be wet. It'll be in the pot. Not a problem. <laughs> Not about It'll the cheese. And, and well... I love yeah. it because you've served that many blimmin' breakfasts up over the ten years. So just this would just be another one, <laughs> even though he was a little special. Ha, one thing I have to ask you: I, I, I was trying to check out before I came on what sauce he likes with his breakfast. Have you plenty of tomato and brown sauce and all those things to oh, whatever he wanted? We're, we're, we're Heinz tomato. Oh yes, and we're HP brown. Oh, we've Yeah, have it covered from both angles. And what way yeah. do you think he and likes? We, go on, and go on. Fresh Prairie Hill free range. Eggs. That's what I was going to ask you about the eggs. Very important. What Most way? Important part of the breakfast. It is. What way do you think he'd like them? Soft, sunny side oh, I'd up. Say he's, I'd say he's definitely sunny side up. Yeah, I think so. I yeah. think so myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? With Irish yeah. blood in you, sure it'd have to yeah. be like that. How would you not be? How would you not be? And what else? So, so we have eggs. We're going to have bacon. What else is in the breakfast? Tell me. I want to find yeah. out. What else in the breakfast? We have a homemade potato cake. <gasps> Oh, now you're talking. Can't give you the recipe out. <laughs> a lot of work goes into it. <laughs> then we have our homemade pudding balls. Oh, really? Yes. And these are unique With recipes. Pudding, very unique to Ruby Allen's tea rooms. Okay. And is, is, yeah. you know, we know, say, black, white, and you have your famous red pudding there in the dark as well. Is it, is it a sort of a mixture of the whole lot? Or is, is you, well, are you... it's more black and white with us. Oh, I more see. black and white. Yes, yes. And we I have like our, our, we need to get a wee bit of the nice button mushrooms. Beautiful. Cherry tomatoes. <gasps> Stop. 
Yeah. Fit for a president. Homemade wheat and bread. Oh, listen. He. I'll tell you one he thing. On site baker. <laughs> if he if he drops in there, he, he might stay there for the day. To be honest with you, with a feed like you know? that, Donna. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but I'm not saying he's coming now. Do you know? Right. I know. I know. I know. I you know. I can't say too much. You're you're be, you're being very coy about this. Yeah. But overall, like the children are going to turn out tomorrow. The 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 uh, American yeah, we've flags had kids coming ev- in already, giving uh, us posters and all to put up. Yeah. Like, that's what it's about. They're going to remember this. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know... Carlingford is in for the biggest boost in its history tomorrow. Anyway, if he shakes your hand again, you you, you won't wash it for a while, will you? He'll keep it. Yeah, I'll have to see about that one now. But I'm sorry, I'm I'm crossing health and safety guidelines there. I'm only joking. I'm only having a joke about that. Of course you will yeah, when you're know. when you're working in the food business. So what's oh, your, yeah. what's the story with you there? Do you open seven days or do you take a day off? Or what do you do? You know, would you believe we're actually open specially on our? We're usually closed on a Wednesday, but we're open specially for Joe. Now, Mister President. Ruby exactly. Ellen's Tea Rooms. We're open Monday to Friday. Monday, only day we close is a Wednesday and we're open nine to five every day. There's a lot of girls work here. We're like Dolly Parton working nine to five. <laughs> what a way to make a living, as the song exactly, says. Exactly, <laughs> and, and exactly. And, and Mr. President, if, you're, if your aides are listening to this, you've got to call in to Donna McKevin and the crew in Ruby Ellen's tomorrow yeah. in Carlingford because they're waiting for you. They have this wonderful breakfast. They're opening especially for you, Mr. President. They wouldn't do it for anybody else. Isn't that just fantastic? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's great. So it is. Well, anyway, there's a lot of security. Have you seen a lot of choppers going about and things We've like that? We've seen a lot of choppers, nice FBI agents. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Seen a lot. A lot of black, black jeeps. Yes, so that's all happening to pave the way for yeah. one of the most important men in the world. Will you? Will you? Dra- just, just getting into the. You know, we know the food you serve is beautiful, and people love you. What about tomorrow? Will you put on a little more perfume? Will you dress up specially? Well, or the main plan is the hairdresser. That is, the, if anybody knows me, it'll be the hairdresser. That's right. the main appointment. Okay, so you yeah. are going to look your very best. Oh yes. for this oh, man yes. arrive. Yeah, yeah. He'll remember us. <laughs> Donna, we could never forget you. <laughs> said that already, for sure. Anyway, look, good luck to you. Anyway, no tomorrow. Busy night. We're getting ready. Yes, and uh, I hope it all goes well. And I, I'm sure oh, you you're so on the president's mind, I'm sure, when he arrives in Carlingwood, he'd say, where's that Donna McKevin that oh. I met last time round? And that famous <laughs> breakfast that she has ready for me there. Take me yeah. to Ruby Ellen's Tea Rooms. Thank you for taking our call today. Good luck tomorrow to Thank everybody. You. Take care Thank of yourself. You. Bye, bye. Right, bye bye. That's Donna McKevitt there in uh, Carlingford. And you can just get the buzz around the place. Isn't it fantastic? It really, really is. And it's great that he's coming to County Loud tomorrow and especially to Carlingford as well. As I said, in a tourism context, this is just priceless what's going to happen there tomorrow. You probably do know around the visit, it is a very tight visit in terms of security and especially from the media point of view, you know. You just can't rock up there and say hello Mr President or that. It is really, really well managed and you know his teams have been in the area in County Loud since, well, for the last number of weeks as well, paving the way and making sure everything is in place and no stone is left unturned with the President on the way. Well, it's a momentous day for Loud tomorrow. And then, of course, he's here for the rest of the week between Dublin and then heading to his other relations in Mayo later on in the week too. And the focus of the US press and beyond will be on this country for the next few days. And it's just fantastic. And let's all put our best side out when the president is about. And it means an awful lot down the road for this country as well. That relationship between Ireland and America going back centuries and still carrying on to today. Uh, in the future, will there be a, a tidal link with America? Who only knows? But it is what it is at this point in time. And we welcome him to the northeast tomorrow afternoon. Watch this space because there's no actual specifics yet with times of where he's going to be. And uh, believed he will uh, go into Dundalk as well, which will be fantastic for a walk about there in the town. And uh, I'm sure there'll be lots and lots of people will want to catch a glimpse of the man himself and uh, let's hope that the rain stays away well that's sort of maybe a forlorn hope but perhaps tomorrow is our best chance of a dry day for a very important visitor I mentioned at the top of the show I was um, 
in Glasgow the weekend and I want to say a big big thank you to St Margaret's Celtic Supporters Club in particular Adrian Hillman and Kieran Flynn and uh, Pascal and Tommy and uh, Mick Hillman and all the crew who were so welcoming of myself, my good friend Joe Grennan, who was with me, was at a, an old firm game for the very, very first time. And it was just a lovely Friday, Saturday over there. And I have to say, what a match between Celtic and Rangers. I've been at many football matches. I've been at Champions League finals, FA Cup finals, FAI Cup finals, league wins, you name it. I've been in Stadia in Italy, in Spain. Uh, across Europe as well, France, etc. And, you know, big games. I remember I was at Lazio, Roma, and the Rome derby one time was an incredible game. But I'll tell you this for nothing. There is no game, no game, like a Celtic Rangers game. Now, I know there were no Rangers fans there on uh, Saturday for security reasons, and there won't be in the return uh, at Rangers either. But I can tell you this, 60,000 people. Oh, the atmosphere. I just tell you this, I thought the standard move with the uh, excitement when Celtic scored. It was a tight game. Celtic didn't play that well, but what a win for them and more or less guarantees them uh, the winning of the league again this year. But it's an experience. If you ever get a chance to go along, go and see the match. It's just something else. It really is. And I'm very grateful that I was there as well. And again, thanks to the crew from St. Margaret's. They're a wonderful group of people. So kind, so welcoming. And everything just went like clockwork. And uh, I got a win at last. That was my fourth time at Celtic Rangers. Would you believe? And I'd never seen Celtic win previously. Two draws and a Rangers win. No wins for Celtic. So I was getting a bit worried uh, at times during the game that they might not invite me back again if the result didn't go (laughs) Celtic's way but it did and thank God it did and of course we met all the relations over there as well my son-in-law Kieran, uh, all his relations uh, live in Glasgow as well and it was lovely to meet Veronica and uh, all the crew over there as well and say hello to them wonderful memories and that's what life is about experiences and memories isn't it it is for sure The Late Lunch with Jerry Kelly on LMFM Van Morrison on your late lunch the bright side of the road and if you find the bright side of the road today tell me where it is given the weather we're having what are we like second week in April my god it's more like the end of February beginning of March isn't it come on let's have some decent weather we need it it's so cold and so miserable at the moment it's not looking like real springtime yet is it far from it Let's have a bit of fun on late lunch this afternoon. The smartphone, 20 years ago it came into being and in that time it really has developed. But I was reading a very interesting piece by Conor Pope. He's absolutely brilliant in the Times. And he was talking about, you know, what the smartphone has put an end to in our lives and what the smartphone can provide that were once, you know, separate things and different things. Can you remember some of the things that now a smartphone does that once were standalone items in their own right? I'll give you an example. Of course, cameras. A camera is one thing. You have a camera on your smartphone now. Just look around you. Everybody takes pictures with their smartphone. Very few people you'll see actually with a camera nowadays. You know what I mean? You know what I'm talking about? Yes, a camera. Cameras have been superseded by the smartphone. But he listed 20 things that have been superseded by the smartphone. Care to have a a shot at telling me one or two of them and let's see, can we put the 20 together before the end of the show? Will I give you another one? Will I give you another one that the, the smartphone has done away with? Do you remember the old phone book? Yes, do you remember it? The phone book was in every house. Everybody had a a directory. The directory was thrown in your door at the start of the year, delivered by and post on behalf of Telecom. And you had your phone book and you knew that the phone book was alphabetical and you looked up the numbers. You don't need a phone, phone book anymore. You really don't because your friends are all in the phone book, in your phone. You make sure you have them all there, anyone you want. You can, you know, Google and look up as well any business you want a number for. So cameras... 
telephone directories have been superseded. You know what I mean? Gone, because you don't need a telephone directory anymore. You have all the numbers you want at your fingertips. And one more for you. I'll give you three from the 20. Yes, the little book on the inside of the door that you had with all the numbers written in it of all your family and friends, that's in your phone, of course, as well. So you have all those. So the directory, the phone book where you kept all the numbers, you have your numbers in your smartphone now and cameras. Anything else you can think of that's been superseded by the smartphone? Come on, have a shot at it for me this afternoon. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. What has the smartphone taken over from? I have 20 things here on my list. Let's see how many of them you can get. I've given you three. The cameras the directory and the phone book that you kept in your house with all your relations and friends and numbers in it. That's in your smartphone too. What else has been superseded by the smartphone? Let me know. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. Uh, the weekend sport, wasn't it just unbelievable? I, I mentioned the old firm game there that I was at as well. Told you Arsenal wouldn't win the league. Arsenal would win the league. Not at all. 2-2 at Liverpool. 2-0 up and what did they do? Throw it away. In the end, uh, they'll not win it. City are too good, aren't they? They're going to go on and win it. I've had my doubts all along. I'm hoping the Gunners will, but I don't think they will at this stage. But I was watching the uh, Masters golf. I stayed up late. I'm uh, I'm actually a bit foggy still today. Staying up late watching all this wonderful sport. John Ram winning. Oh, what a poignant win it was on the birthday of Seve Ballesteros, the first Spaniard ever to win it, and 40 years ago to the day when John Ram picked up the title. Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> Somebody says it superseded our brains. <laughs> oh, you're brilliant. Somebody just messaged me there and said, the smartphone has superseded our brains. Well, I suppose that's one way of looking at it. It's made things too simple. You don't have to think about a lot of things. It's in the phone that you have in your hand. <laughs> Keep them coming to me. You're fantastic people, I have to say. I was asking you before the uh, news, top of the hour there, about things that our phones have done away with or killed off since they came on stream in the last 20 years. I was reading Connor Pope the weekend and uh, very interesting, his list of 20. But you've actually gone beyond his list. Some of the things you're mentioning to me today, cash cards, Jerry. Youngsters pay for everything now with their smartphones. They do indeed. They just tap the phone and whatever and away they pay. I don't like it, says a listener. Photo albums, Jerry. Look, remember the albums we used to have at home? Don't need them anymore. They're all in the phone. I worry about that, that we won't actually have physical records in the future. Daniel's been on to say the calculator, Jerry, the dictionary uh, as well, available on your smartphone. Mark says maps, of course, Google Maps, video encyclopedias landlines yes the landline is gone for sure and games John says you can set your heating on the phone Jerry or your house alarm that's a wonderful uh, development in my book newspapers online says Ollie and listen to this one I love it tell me who you are please listening to you Jerry in sunny Tenerife this afternoon that wouldn't have been possible without the smartphone years ago let me know your name come on 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text and so on they go if anything comes to your mind with uh, something that's been killed off by the smartphone in the last 20 years let me know on that number by WhatsApp or text. Moving on on late lunch. I'm delighted to say hello to her. It's been too long. My dancing queen, Deirdre O'Kane. Hi. How are you, Derry? I'm really good. And listen, I'm delighted you're flying along with the tour. It's great, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is great. It's been an unbelievably busy year. Make, making up for the two dodgy years of COVID. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm on the last leg of it the last leg, and very important, folks, the last leg brings Deirdre to her hometown, Drogheda, on April 29th at the Crescent Concert Hall, and then she's at the Solstice in Navin on May the 5th. So no excuse for not saying to your friends when you're out for a little tipple, we had Deirdre came the other night, she was fantastic. You've got to get along to the two big gigs and see this woman. Look, I, I was just reading the reviews today, uh, this morning before I came on, and universal people are saying she's just got better and better and we're going home cracking up with the laugh and that's some testament Ah yeah well don't we get better with age <laughs> Well you proved that with the dancing already may I go back to that yeah, time anyway 
I always use this overrated, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what—that's the line we got to hold on to as the years move on, for sure. I was listening, I was listening to you before, just before I came on there, and you were talking about young ones tapping their phone, and I thought, oh, that's me. I'm a young one. <laughs> I'm tapping the phone now to pay for things. Right. Of course, <laughs> except here. I have to tell you, I was in Glasgow the weekend, and some places you go into now. Do you know what they're saying to you? Cash only, and you know you got to then go to the bank machine. Oh yeah, no, no. I'll tell you a good one. I was in Edinburgh and. Just as I was about to pay for a cup of coffee, my phone died. Right, so the battery the battery was on, it was on the red bar and I thought, Oh Christ but I had some cash. Yeah. So I said to the girl, I I can't pay I can't tap for this I said, But I have cash and she said, No, we don't take cash. So I said, Okay, well what do you want me to do? So she said, You can just have it. Ah, <laughs> lovely. They would rather that it wasn't paid for than I give cash. There you go. Well, I'd take that as an act. I'd take that as an act of kindness, Deirdre. You know what I mean? To you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but why didn't she have the wit to stick it in her own pocket? I was thinking, well, yes. here, I'll put it into your tip. Yes. Cup anyway, but yeah. I don't understand that business model. You can have it for free instead of giving me the cash. I don't get that. And then, you know, like there, when I mentioned about the cash thing and other places you go on, they only do the tap. You know, they won't take cash from you no, at all. No, will take cash anymore yeah, no it's, it's, it's cash a re- is not the king anymore oh, well I like to keep a few old notes or coins in my pocket anyway I don't know about you maybe that's giving away my age but anyway that's the way I just am I'm, I'm covered on every front the phone the card the cash I can't run out hopefully no I think it's wise to be covered I did uh, I did once not long ago going to town forgetting my phone well I couldn't function I couldn't park the car <laughs> I had no money I just had to come home I couldn't call anyone it was insane. I just thought, oh my God, I actually can't function. <sighs> Isn't it amazing the way... You're better to be covered. Yes. Be covered. The way it gripped us, you know, and, and true... If you want to come and see my show, you can pay in cash. <laughs> no bother. Good on you. No bother. No bother. They'll take cash at the present on the night. I was looking at some of the uh, clips from your shows. I love the, uh, the, the segment on feeding the family. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's when I was a stay-at-home mum. I was very bad at it. <laughs> <laughs> I became obsessed with food, that one. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. But, but, you know, it's something. You, 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 you know what I mean? You're on the money with that one. It's, it's something that, you know, people listening to us today who have children who are working, trying to keep the show on the road at the house and everything. It's such a blinking challenge, isn't it? Oh, it's a huge challenge. I mean, mm. I, I couldn't get over it. Like, I, I couldn't. I remember being so shocked by how much they needed to eat. Mm. I mean, people will say three meals a day. Sure, three meals a day doesn't begin to cover mm. if you're a stay-at-home mum. That's why my head would go like that. I'd go, what are we having for the dinner? <laughs> the bedtime snack, the breakfast, the mid-morning snack, the lunch, the afternoon snack, the dinner, the hot chocolate, <laughs> the breakfast, the lunch boxes, the lunch, the water bottles, the laundry will never be done. The dinner, oh, Jesus, here's the dinner again. <laughs> it never ends. It never ends. <laughs> I absolutely love it. And, you know, I've been doing a bit of travelling the last few weeks myself and you did a wonderful piece about uh, being among the proletariat on the plane. You know what I'm talking about and the the other crowd up the front. Oh, (laughs) Oh, that was there, dear. Seeing as you're on the smartphone subject, yeah. That was the time I actually managed to get an upgrade to business class Mm. and I might as well have wasted my time. I might as well have been on a bus. Um, because my son was with me and he was four and I couldn't get him off the iPad and everybody was trying to go to sleep and every time I'd take the iPad off him, he roared. <laughs> no! He'd go, no! And everyone in business class was going, shh, shh, giving me daggers because they paid a fortune for their seat and I thought, I'd be better off down the back yes. now yes. with the regular people who'd have a bit of pity for me. But up the front, they didn't give a fuck. They were just like, we're after paying a fortune for this. And the daggers, it was the worst trip of my life. Not five minutes of sleep on the flight to Vietnam with that child. <laughs> I never let him forget it. I'll probably never be in business class again. Memories. Like Memories. Oh, they stay with you forever, but they make they make merit that they certainly do when you're on, on the stage. I see you've just uh, uh, made number 269 with the two Johnnies, the podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right this week. That just came out yesterday. Yes. Yeah. They're great lads, yeah. Mm. Um, I haven't listened to it yet now, but I don't need to hear myself anymore. <laughs> I've heard enough of myself. <laughs> I could I couldn't agree with you more. I go home and take a vow of silence. I mean after the day in here I have to do that to get a bit of air. I'll be very happy if I took a vow of silence. <laughs> 
not easy. <laughs> no, like no, don't ever do that. Tell me, was it you who strip searched in the Gaza or one of the two boys? Oh, it was me. Oh, it was me. Yeah. No, oh God, no, it was me. I was. I went out with Troker after after we did Comic Relief. Um, Troker, a chunk of the money that we raised for Comic Relief went to help uh, kids who are suffering from malnutrition. Mm. They rang me and said, do you want to go and see where the money is going? And uh, it's going to, some of the money is going to Gaza. And I said, I'm dying to go to Gaza. I believe it's fabulous. <laughs> and anyway, <laughs> telling that story... Um, yeah, I, I don't know if I... Have you got time to hear Yeah, it? yeah, yeah, go on. Yes, that's why I bring it up. Go on. Um, well, basically what happened was I met, I met this nun the night before in, in Gaza and she said to me, listen, I don't want to worry you, which is never a great start. I was at a dinner and she said, but when I came through the border crossing yesterday, it's called Erez Border Crossing, she said I was strip searched for the first time in 20 years and I thought, oh, for God's sake, if they're strip searching the nun now, what chances the clown got? And then she and she said to me, "Ah, listen, I don't think they'll have any interest in you, which I was deeply offended by." So anyway, then she said, "They'd have a signal, you know, they'll signal to each other. Um, a five is the highest threat for all the rest of it." But when I was going through, I was stopped for ages and ages and ages, and I realised that my runners had were going through the machine and they were beeping because there was a pair of copper insoles inside the runners that my mother had given to me to prevent arthritis. <laughs> No, I don't actually have arthritis, uh, but I just, I just thought, well, they might give me energy. I'll take them, and I'd forgotten entirely. But I was, quite, I was quite relieved when I realised because I thought, oh, this is why they've stopped me. But so I said, I put the biggest threat to these people, God help them, are suicide bombers because all the security is up high. Mm. So I said, without thinking, I put my two hands up into the air and I said, it's the runners, it's the runners, right? And every single gun in the building was suddenly pointing at me going put your hands down ladies put your hands down they were screaming at me because nobody outside of Ireland uses the word runners and they thought that I was telling them to run and that I was about to blow myself up so that's that story which I tell the rest of it on stage in the show but I tell you God help them I frightened the living day like the whole life so that's why they decided to do the full Monty with you, yeah. Well, you have to come and see the show. Too. Yes, yes, of course, of course. <laughs> I'm not going to get that out of you today. What a story, what a story. <laughs> that is. Look, besides the shows and that, I see you're uh, hosting the Iftis again on the 7th of May. Yeah, that's for for the sixth time, sixth yes. seventh time, I think. Yeah, fantastic. I am. So I'm I'm up to my head in uh, in jokes for the actors at the moment. Um, people are always saying to me, "What do you wear?" I think I don't give a damn what I'm wearing to be wearing. What about the jokes? What are the jokes? <laughs> I'm sure that's a challenge because you know uh, hosts of these events over the years. I don't have to remind you have you know had a little problem by times of the joke just didn't you know well, wear right. Yeah, yeah. Well, obviously, that is the famous slap in the face. Yes. For, for poor Chris Rock. Yes. Um, nobody better think about coming to smack me in the face. That's <laughs> Conor McGregor in the wings of security. <laughs> Put your hands up and just shout runners. They won't bother you, honestly. You'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. Good point, Terry. <laughs> Very good. Very good. And with the other thing to mention, I want to say hello to your. Good man, Stephen, Stephen Bradley. Uh, this is a very important month. I just saw, you know, seven years ago what he faced. And look at him today. Isn't it wonderful? Yeah, it, it is actually Bowel Cancer Awareness Month. Is that yes, correct? that's right. April, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 he's all clear, and, yes. uh, which is pretty miraculous, you know. Mm. He was uh, in the stage four, so I hope that gives hope to anyone who's listening. Oh, for sure. Annie dancing, Annie dancing. Oh, God, no. I don't dance now unless I'm plastered. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. That's not true. I was just in Austria skiing and I did, uh, I did a silent... I was at a silent disco. The two silent discos, which I'd never done before. And they were mighty cracks. Oh, yeah. Mighty cracks. Have you ever done one? No. No, no. I'm just... That was fun. I, I never liked it when I saw them walking through the streets with headphones, but because yeah. it was on a slope... But they were in a restaurant. I thought, oh yeah, okay. Yeah. 
Um, but no proper dancing. No, no proper dancing. And I, we just want to say, for clarification purposes, she wasn't plastered when she did the show here. She was completely sober and just uh, brought the house down week on week when she danced, for sure. Anyway, they up on the stage, entertaining people on the road, packing them in. Life is really good for Jedro Kane, isn't it? Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Yeah, it is. Thank God, because mm. the, the couple of COVID years weren't easy on the live performers, yeah. I can tell you. And I was one of the lucky ones because I had, I had a good bit of telly, but um, nothing. I, I've really enjoyed, I'm really enjoying being on the road, more, more than I ever have before, weirdly. Um, mm. I don't know if that's because my kids are bigger now. That probably is. I'm actually just able to leave the house without worrying about if somebody's going to feed them. You know, yeah. I know they won't starve now, so I think that's just going to give me a, a freedom to yes. kind of enjoy the road a bit more. Mm. Uh, but also I think people are dying to laugh. Oh God, people are desperate to laugh. Of course. Yeah, they are. They are. They've yeah. had enough of everything between energy crisis and war and COVID and this thing. They just want to laugh at. I Absolutely. think it's than therapy just coming out. Mm. And I, I say it, the laughter is the best medicine and we need more of it. You're right. You just look around you every day and we try to escape it for a while here every day as well. And, you know, people just want that and need that in their lives as well. So you're bringing it back home. The Crescent Concert Hall, Drahana, April the 29th. The Solstice, the beautiful Solstice Navin on the 5th of May. And tickets available from the venues there, is it? Your website? Yes, yeah. uh, it's all online uh, at the Concert, concert Hall or, or to my website, which is deirdrocane.net. Yes. Uh, or at the Cousin Concert Hall uh, website. God, I can't actually... Yeah, the I can't think of the name, but the I'm not sure. Star and Crescent, the L Star and Crescent. It's the Crescent Concert Hall now, so it is, mm. and the yeah, Solstice that's where in there. Oh, of course. So there was yeah. that many things were done there. She was the hub of the town at one stage, and it will be the hub on April the 29th as well. And remember what she said: cash, card, phone, anything you like. Derek <laughs> O'Kane will take the lot from you. That's for sure. Anyway, it's been great having this uh, week catch up. We'll see you sometime soon, please, God. Always good to talk to you, Jerry. Thanks for You too, Deirdre. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. The wonderful Deirdre O'Kane there bringing her demented tour to Drogheda and Navin in the very near future. You're with Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. You're fantastic. I say it again. The uh, smartphone has superseded so many things in our lives, done away with them, killed them off in the last 20 years. And you're making wonderful suggestions. I'll come back to them in a moment. It's time for our Two on Tuesday. Two on Tuesday. Playing the songs that just never quite made it to number one. But we were so close. I'm going to be number one. We were so close. Two on Tuesday. Two on Tuesday. Yes, our Two on Tuesday. This Tuesday was recorded by English indie rock band The Zootons in 2006. It came from the second studio album, Tired of Hanging Around. But today's number two on Tuesday was covered by Mark Ronson, with unforgettable lead vocals by Amy Winehouse. Yes, you're two and Tuesday. This Tuesday, Valerie. Two and Tuesday from Mark Ronson featuring Amy Winehouse, Valerie. So what kept that one from number one? It had to be a good one. It really had. And it had to be by somebody who was really popular at the time. Well, on both counts, the answer is Sugar Babes. Yes, the song that prevented uh, Amy and Mark making it to number one. Here it is. Four weeks at Top Spot. Oh, the Sugar Babes, the number one uh, that uh, prevented our two and Tuesday making it to top spot. Four weeks, as I said, number one, Sugar Babes were mega, mega at the time. And we'll bring you another 
two on this day next week, please God, and the one that prevents it climbing to the number one spot. You're fantastic people. You really are. I asked you to tell me things that came to mind that the smartphone killed off since its launch 20 years ago. There's a very good one from the man in black in Carneros. Airtel News and Sport. I remember it well going in on the text on television and picking it up. Very good one. Uh, that's a really great one, I have to say. Medical appointments, Jerry, by text, says Maraid, is a thing uh, today on your phone. Calendar, says another listener. Privacy has been killed, Jerry. I know it has, and that's uh, probably the downside of it. Olivia says, cards. Greetings now come by phone, Jerry. That's why people are not buying cards anymore. And recipe books, you can just pick them up online for sure. Recipe books hit by the smartphone. Kathleen, thank you so much. It's Kathleen from Bellustown who's in Tenerife. She says she listens to me all the time and she has her earphones in and everything and listen away there enjoying the sunshine. Thank you for coming back to me. I really do appreciate it. And Anne's been on to say all appointments now mostly come by phone, Jerry. Used to come in the post. Uh, the dick Dictionary. Actually, when I put your name in now, Jerry, the word gerrymandering came up. <laughs> I love that. Brian in Enfield was in touch to say he doesn't know when he received a nice letter from somebody. Oh, Brian. This is another lovely item that has disappeared. No more letters from family or friends. All contents and information on the mobiles. Yes, texts and WhatsApps, etc. So true. I do get the odd letter, and I, you know, if you're a regular listener to the show, I love receiving post. I love getting letters in particular too. Still happens with some people, but Brian, you're right. Uh, the smartphone has superseded for sure. Your late lunch on LMFM Radio. If anything else comes to your mind that the smartphone has killed off in the last 20 years, 086-1800-658. Up next on the show, well, I'm looking forward to having a chat with my next guest, Dr Shane Cassidy on World Parkinson's Awareness Day. The month of April is dedicated to Parkinson's Awareness and today is World Parkinson's Awareness Day and with that in mind I'm delighted to welcome my next guest to the show. He hails from Gibbstown in County Meath and he's Ireland's foremost neurological music therapist. I'm delighted to say hello this afternoon to Dr Shane Cassidy. Hi Shane. Hi, Jerry. How are you? I'm really good. Thanks for joining me on the show this afternoon. Look, music, what what would the world be? And, and you know this yourself, without music in all its forms, it's simply wonderful. But this certainly is an eye-opener for me, Shane. Tell our listeners, what type of music, what's the link? How does this help with Parkinson's? Well, I think you nailed it there in the link. And actually, when coming up with a name for Neuralinks, which is which is our clinic's name, um, it was very much that in mind. And we know that music connects various parts of the brain. So most stimuli would uh, stimulate or activate a single brain region. However, with music, there's no other stimulus that's yet known to activate quite as quite the number of brain regions. So. When we're listening to music or engaging in music or rhythm, are the parts of the brain that are lit up, parts associated with attention, memory, emotion, uh, emotional regulation, motor function. There are so many regions of the brain on both hemispheres, the right and the left, being lit up as we're engaging in music. So I suppose it's very well placed then to access and to promote what's called neuroplasticity or the, the training or retraining of, of musical roots or, or of neural pathways. Um, so bringing it back to people with Parkinson's then to, to, to use music as a tool to maintain uh, some of the functions. So, for example, motor functions. Um, a lot of people with Parkinson's would experience deficits in relation to their gait or balance. Mm. So we would be using music in a very targeted, specific way um, to support with their with their movement and gait training. And you have seen the actual effect of this on people and how uh, fantastic it is. So just for listeners today, what happens when somebody with Parkinson's come to you? Is it a one-to-one? Is it in a group session? Well, how does it work? Both. So we do one-on-ones um, on site at our, at, our, at our own clinic. We also do a number of outreach programs within hospitals, day services um, around around Dublin. 
Um, so it, it can be a mix. And the one thing I would always say is that it's very much individual. You know, for, for what's true for one might be quite different for the other. Um, but I guess there's a, there's a commonality, I, I suppose, uh, around Parkinson's. And a lot of people would experience that um, kind of reduction in ability, that, in mobility. So looking at balance, stability, gait, gait velocity. So the speed of walking for people would often be would often be reduced. Um, similarly, then in terms of the voice, mm. a lot of people experience changes in vocal volume or their ability to project their voice. So uh, they, they would be the two main aspects. But I suppose there is a quite a high prevalence of mood related. Um, uh, s- symptoms as well, and a lot of people would would maybe experience anxiety and depression along with their with their diagnosis. Um, so each session can look quite different, yeah. but generally uh, we would be applying music in a very targeted way. So say with the movement, a lot of the movement sessions would look quite similar in terms of using rhythm and tempo at a very specific rate to, to I suppose, first of all, meet a person where they're at and, and to work with the, the tempo that they're currently walking at and with a longer term view of maybe increasing their speed of walking and um, improving their balance and stability while, you know, obviously then re- reducing the risk of falls or, or freezing gait, which a lot of people would experience. And when you talk about music, Shane, are, is it a particular type of music, a genre of music? You, you know what I'm getting at? Or, or, or what is Absolutely. it? No, it's not at all. Um, so it's, it's, it's kind of unpacking music. So when you, when you look at music, there are so many elements. You're looking at the rhythm, you're looking mm. at tempo, you're looking at, if you're, if you're talking about songs, you're, you're looking at lyrics. So you're, you're kind of honing in on, well, what is the goal area? What is, what is this person looking to achieve from coming to music therapy? And you're unpacking that and you're looking at, right, well, is it rhythm here that will, that will help this person? Or is it tempo? Or is it melody? Is it, is it actually vocal, vocal drills and vocal techniques that's going to help? Um, for, say, for example, in terms of the mental health side of things, it might be, playing music together as a way of processing and expressing difficult emotions or things that are difficult to, to, to verbalise, I guess. Um, but in terms of genre of music, there's not. So it, it's more so using the, the, the qualities of music mm. to promote uh, and to work towards goals. Where possible, we do incorporate a person's preferred music or preferred genre of music because yes. I think the feedback we would get is that it just adds that motivational factor that it actually it would increase endurance levels so people who might find it difficult to, to move or to, to walk for example for long distances they find it easier to walk for a little longer with the with the with their own preferred music. Yes, and of course you have the beat and the tempo and all that, as you say, exactly. you drill into the nuance of what music actually is to help people. Exactly. So, so so, people do a session, Mitch, or a number of sessions. Do people ever, you like, take what you do in their earpieces or whatever and go, you know, if they're going for a walk and they're listening to this as they walk along, is that by extension or not? Absolutely, 100%. I think the name of the game with any kind of neurological condition is repetition. Obviously, the aim here is to promote promote neuroplasticity and to to really ingrain those new neural pathways that you're building. And in order to do that, repetition, repetition, repetition. So what we would do in our sessions is record music at a very strict pace, for example, if it is for for gait walking training. And the, the client would use that in between sessions. So generally, people might come once a week, um, but it's, it's important to kind of have practice in between that, those sessions as well, just to really, for that training effect. It's an amazing thing because I was just listening to you there talking about, you know, the whole mood element of it. And we know ourselves, you know, a song comes on, Shane, and next thing I'm up, you want to, it's a good job there's not a camera in this studio. I'm out <laughs> at the scene here and I'm bopping to it because, it, you know what I mean, Absolutely. it does something for me. It awakens something yeah. in my brain. You, you know what I'm talking about, yeah. Absolutely. That's that's the dopamine rush. So it is, there's very, well, it, it's that reward activation. So again, going back to the science of it, we've all felt it we've all gotten chills down our spine or at some stage or other from a performance or from a song or from from a piece of music and that's exactly it our dopamine is is, is being increased there uh, we get the same from say chocolate or sugary foods or the, 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 the you know alcohol drugs etc so it's, it's that same neurochemical that's being released 
Mm, it is indeed. And I mentioned this is a month highlighting this. And of course, you are uh, the man behind Neuralinks. And you're coming together uh, with uh, Move for Parkinson's this month. Tell us about that. That's right, yes. So at the end of April, the 28th of April, we're going to be putting on a free event in Kalini in Dublin. Um, and it's going to be a three hour long event. Um, so basically it will be a mix of, so the whole team at Neuralink will be joining forces with Move for Parkinson's. And it would be a mix of kind of presenting the research behind why we would use music and, and, and music therapy for people with Parkinson's. Um, but anyone in attendance as well will have the opportunity to try out some of the techniques that we would commonly use in in our uh, music therapy sessions. So it's a great opportunity for anybody who might just, you know, uh, want something different or, you know, have heard of music therapy but have been maybe toying with the idea of, of, of engaging with it. So it's, it's more of an informative, experiential day. Um, and, and the one thing I would say about it is that there's no prior, prerequisite to have any musical skills or knowledge. It's, you know, like I, I mentioned before, it's, it's the use of music really for non-musical Mm. outcomes you know it's not to sound good or to to to, to have a musical masterpiece by the end of it it's, it's to help with the functional yes. aspect of things as well neurological music therapist and a music therapist explain the difference so basically music therapy it, it, it's all one and the same really um neuro neurologic music therapy is a strand of musical th- music therapy so okay. say for example all of our therapists at neuralink would have additional training in neurologic music therapy right. and it's very much based on neuroscience so it's the neuroscience underpinning um all of the the, the research behind the techniques it's brilliant uh, the efficacy that as i said that's demonstrated and, and proven by this that must be so rewarding when you see what it does and the assistance and help it gives to people in difficult times in their lives it it can be absolutely yeah i mean I'm, we're so privileged i suppose a to work with something that you know for me music has been such a large part of my life forever really i can't, I can't think of the time that it wasn't and to be able to apply that in, in supporting people on their journey and, and, and you know, it's, it's, it's yeah, it's, it, it can be magical. Bolia Gibb, Gibbstown, tell us more about you and there and the music and how it all came to be. <laughs> Bolia Gibb, exactly. Well, there's, there were many hours spent playing piano in Bolia Gibb and uh, learning the piano and later on the clarinet. So, yeah, I would have I would have learned that locally in um, in Maventown. Both both of my clarinet and piano teachers were there, and uh, yeah, so I would have started the piano. I got quite a young age. Um, I think I was four. I'm the youngest of three, so I was I was automatically uh, kind of brought along to the lessons a little bit earlier. Um, so yeah, the family are still there. So love going down and visiting them there. I, I'm Dublin based now myself. Yes. But, not too far away. No, not at all. It's only minutes from Dublin, really. If you get the run Absolutely. of the traffic, as they say, that Absolutely. that is the main thing. <laughs> but like music, yeah. did you, you know where you are today? When you start out, like you mentioned four years of age. God, you were so young, but it was obviously in your in your DNA and moving forward. You went on then and obviously studied in this area. Did you ever believe you'd end up, you know, where you are, what you're doing today, and using music in this context? Not even slightly, no. no. To be quite honest, I, I went from school um, in Navan again and I did a music degree in Trinity and at that stage I actually didn't even know that music therapy was a thing. Um, I became a primary school teacher after after the degree, so I did a, a, a diploma in, in uh, primary education. And it was through that work, actually, that I kind of started to learn a little bit more about music therapy and thought, well, OK, that could be, that could be a nice amalgamation of all of my... My interest, so um, went to UL. So currently in Ireland, there's just one training course down in the University of Limerick. So I had a, I had a hectic two years of commuting between Dublin and, and Limerick for that. Mm, yeah, but look at it. At the end of the day, you uh, you are where you are today. And uh, you're uh, very few of you, as uh, they say, I said in the introduction, in, in this country. Anyway, just to say again that uh, this uh, special event, Reminder Listeners, is happening when? The end of the month. The 28th, so it's Friday the 28th of April, yes, yeah, and that's in Kalini. And who is that for? Just who, who is that, you know, the invitation that open to? Four people with Parkinson's. Yeah. Um, 
and I, I, I know obviously mobility and transportation can be can be an issue as well. So carers of, of people with Parkinson's and, and people with Parkinson's themselves. Okay, and the information is available on Move the Number Four Parkinson's dot com. That's info at Move Number Four Parkinson's dot com, and we have a contact number there. It strikes a bell with anybody or rings a bell with anybody this afternoon who'd like to find out more information about that. But this is uh, wonderful. It really is what music can do uh, for so many many people. Shane, great to chat to you today. Wish you well with all you do, and good luck with the event at the end of the month. Thanks so much, Jerry. Lovely Not at all. You too. Take care. That's Dr. Shane Cassidy there from Gibbstown in County Mead. Things the smartphone have killed off. Paul, thanks for your message. The alarm clock, Jerry, has gone. So true. The phone. You don't need an alarm clock anymore. You do it on your phone. I'm always worried that it won't ring and waken me, especially if I'm heading somewhere early in the day. Also, banking. No need to go to the bank anymore. You have banking online on the phone. They don't want you in the banks anyway, that's for sure. And uh, getting chatted up in a pub. It's all online dating. Can you not get chatted up in a pub anymore? People all stuck in their phones, not talking to one another as well. The ability to spell has been killed off, says another listener there. Angela, how are you this afternoon, Angela? This is one of the best, I think. I have a smart washing machine. Yes, I do. First, you bring down the washing, put it into the machine along with your powder, close the door, turn the dial walk away, get out your phone and turn it on. Why, oh why, the mind boggles. Why not press the start button? Angela says, I have the machine a number of years now. I've never used the app to turn it on. I do press the button myself. There you are. You can control so much uh, from the phone. That is for sure. Thanks for getting in touch with us. Somebody there says, I still write cards. I always did and always will to family and friends at home and overseas relations. Uh, and I love doing it uh, says a listener there to us this afternoon that's from a wise me listener that described themselves uh, and so on they go you're really good and I have to tell you I, I started chatting about this top of the show because I read an interesting piece by Connor Pope in the papers the weekend yes I still do read papers I do I love the physical paper I'm an oddity I suppose because of that uh, he had 20 you've done much better on late lunch this afternoon Wait, you've nailed almost all of the 20 he spoke about and more besides that the smartphone has done away with. You're very clever people. I always have reckoned that. Anyway, we were watching the Grand National yesterday. Oh, what a win for I am Maximus, Willie Mullins, trained, JP McManus owned and Paul Townend. What a ride. He gave that horse to get up just on the line from Gevray, who was in second. It was a wonderful finish. I was glued to it. And it was a tough old race yesterday in a big field. But there you are. I am Maximus is the name that goes down as the 2023 Irish uh, Grand National winner uh, here at Easter time every year, of course. Late lunch, LMFM radio coming up after two. A landmark reopens and our top five countdown starting at four, of course, on this short week. But taking us towards three, news, weather and sport on the way. It's buttercups all round from the foundations. God, I hope the old buttercups are all right with the weather we're having. Stay with us on your late lunch. Thank you so much to everybody who's WhatsApp and text me in about things that they believe have been killed off by the smartphone in 20 years. Jerry, I control my lights and my blinds with my smartphone now, meaning I don't have to physically do it. So physical activity there replaced by the phone. Nigel McKenna. Hi, Nigel. Listening to us in the States as usual this afternoon. He's a fantastic listener to the show. What a list you've sent me. Newspapers, books, maps, unlocking the door, starting your car, light switches, thermostats, coupons, medical records, paperwork in person, no need to fill it out anymore, security clearance, you'd know about that, Nigel, with all the travel, menus, recipes, banking, uh, placing orders over the phone through the calculator. Here's one I haven't seen and you have it on your list that everybody missed, the watch. You don't need a watch anymore because the time is on your phone. 
there you go. You just don't need it. Watch. I, I've never been a big watch fan myself. Anyway, I don't have one. Don't own a watch. And uh, never been a big part of my... Although I, I was watching the golf, I wouldn't mind an L Rolex, as they say. Anyway, concert tickets, game socialisation has been hit by it. And the weather, of course. Yes, the weather on your phone. Nigel, lovely to hear from you this afternoon. There's a man from your neck of the woods in your neck of the woods here in Ireland over the next few days, which I'm sure you do know. Now, it's round about this time on Late Lunch to do this. Five, four, three, two, one. Counting down the top five songs from this week of yesteryear. And today it's... Yes, from 1989. This very week in 1989, we're counting down the top five in the UK singles charts. Well, it's the top four with the short week, which is our want on those four day weeks with the bank holidays. And at number four this week, it's from this lady's debut studio album called Forever Your Girl. And this song went to number one in the United States. But it didn't make number one in the UK. The highest place it made was number three in the charts. But we play it at four today. We'll hear this. The song was recorded for $3,000. Would you believe it? And when you listen to the song, the original recording was recorded in a bathroom. And in the master tape of the recording, you can hear someone in the next apartment yelling, shut up. Yes, on the recording. $3,000 and within 10 days it had sold a million copies. Yes, our number four and our top five countdown for this week in April 1989 is Miss Paula Abdul. Yes, our number four and top five countdown this week on Late Lunch. Straight up from Paula Abdul, her biggest hit by a mile. Number one in the USA, but only made it to number three in the UK charts. It was a slow burner. I was just looking at there in the States. It was released in December of 88 and it took until February, the end of it, uh, 89, to go to number one in America and then April uh, up to number three in the UK charts. We'll bring you the number three, two, one over the uh, successive days of this week. Right about this time on your late lunch. We began the show in Carlingford and North Loud, swung into Mead and other places and we're back to South Loud to finish off today and I can remember well and I'm sure the people listening to us too who will recall when the Westcourt Hotel closed on West Street in Drogheda well there was lots of sadness and it was a huge loss to the heart of the town because it is a landmark well good news the doors reopened to the front bar and restaurant there for the Easter weekend it's called Nellie's now and uh, the woman behind Nellie's along with her sister Sabrina Valerie Sherlock joins me on the line hello Valerie hi Jerry. how are you I'm good congratulations to you and well done it's been a while it has. It's been three long years. And you reopened what, when? Was it Thursday last? We opened last Thursday, yeah. Uh, Holy Thursday. Uh, Nelly's opened up the first kind of part of the reopening of what was the Westcourt Hotel, as all our listeners will know. Um, now going to be known as the Marcy Hotel. So this, this is phase one. Phase one. And it's great that phase one has happened and ultimately it will be renamed the Marcy. So you've opened the front bar, which was previously known as Woodrose, and you're serving food there as well. Where did the name uh, Nellie's come from? Why did you change the name? Well, we, uh, Sabrina and I wanted to kind of put our own stamp on the product. And while there was great history to the Woodrose now, we felt it was a bit formal and masculine and kind of didn't deliver on what we wanted our bar to be. So we kind of set about where would we come up with a name. And the inspiration came from my husband's great-aunt. She's from Galway. Uh, She's 96, and she's called Nellie, and she's the epitome of fun. She kind of always provides a warm welcome, great food, and you're always happy to be in our company, and happier that you'd spend time there. So we kind of felt that really resonated with what we wanted Nellie's to be. And that's kind of where it came from. I love it. I love the story. I love the personal connection there as well. It really is fantastic. So how has it been for you? It's been absolutely unbelievable, Jerry. We're very overwhelmed with the welcome that we got. We always knew that like, it was an iconic building and an iconic place and has such a warm 
place in everyone's heart. Um, but I don't think we realised just how much. Um, like, for, we opened very quietly because we knew there was good anticipation for it, but we wanted to give our staff a bit of time to bed in and that we were able to kind of give decent hospitality. And so there was no adver- no advertising and we were just going, we were busy all weekend and it was wonderful, absolutely wonderful. People are delighted to see it open and we're delighted to be back. You see, the history, you know, goes back to the White Horse Hotel, which is their Walkers, Westcourt, you know, and it is right in the heart of Drogheda and it had... It held such a, a warm place in people's hearts and you're obviously feeling that. No surprise uh, with the reaction you, you've had. West 29 was a landmark. I, I don't have to tell you, restaurant show, you couldn't get a booking for it at times. What's yeah. the story with food and it? What, what's your plans there? Okay, so in the bar in Nellie's, we are going to be open Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'm serving food there from 12 noon until 9 p.m., with um, what was West 29, um, that's going to kind of, we're relaunching that kind of mid, mid-summer mm. and it will be called Eden. Um, and that is a private bookable space. We're not going to put a restaurant in that for the moment. Um, it, it will host kind of events for up to 80 people. As you know, it's a very stylish place and it's a lovely size. Yes. And it offers kind of a great option for people who want something private and yet it feels cosy. Um, it's, it's, it's a light and airy space. So it kind of is always in instantly atmospheric um, so that, that's kind of phase two um, we would hope that Eden as we will now call that space um, will work you know together with we'll reach out to kind of tour operators to try and bring tours back into the heart of Drogheda we'll work with the Boyne Valley walking tours and try and help them with the Camino push and you know engage with Falter Ireland and all of those things try and get the hotel back open as a proper fully functioning you know tourist yes. offering in the town your function room, which was again a place where many people enjoyed memorable nights there. What's the story there? Is that in your plans ultimately as well? It will. I think it's probably further down the road, Jerry. I think it'll probably be towards, you know, the latter end of this year or even possibly early next year. But yes, the, the idea is to get the whole hotel fully operational as previous kind of reiterations was. So the Marcy will have accommodation it will have the bar and restaurant and private bookable space for sure. Mm. Anyway, you uh, spent quite a time there. You were manager, of course, of the hotel and that for, for a number of years. What does it feel like for you and Sabrina, you know what I mean, to bring this place back to life? Well, there's a funny kind of story that wasn't actually planned um, in so far as I started. Dreams do come true. Um, I started 30 years ago on Holy Thursday in the Westcourt Hotel under the guidance of Denise Walsh, who now runs the Relish um, mm. and Mint Green operations. Um, so 30 years ago to the day, um, I took the key. I, I opened the door to Nellie's as the business operator as opposed to the receptionist who was there 30 years ago. <laughs> So, um, yeah, look, it, it's very special. We, there was nobody more heartbroken than I was, you know, that, that that end of, you know, that the West Court ended and for it to be reopening and under, you know, our own ownership is wonderful. And we're, we're delighted to be back there. And having Sabrina with me is wonderful because it just means we can share, share the workload and we, you know, we're both, we're, either one of us will be there all the time to make sure that everybody is having a good time and things are exactly the way we want them. Ah, no better women to make sure of that. I just wanted to acknowledge the reopening of a landmark today in the heart of Drogheda and wish yourself, Valerie and Sabrina and everybody involved all the very best and uh, good luck to you for the future. Great, Jerry. Thanks a million. Appreciate the call. Not at all. Take care Thank of yourself. You. Bye bye. Bye bye. That's Valerie Sherlock there from Nellie's on uh, West Street in Drogheda, and we wish them well. That's our lot on late lunch this Tuesday afternoon. A big thank you to Brian Farley, who guided me safely all the way. Thanks a million, Brian, for the last couple of hours. Eddie Caffrey's on his way with the drive here on LMFM Radio, and we'll be back with late lunch tomorrow. At 1.30, we leave you in the company of the woman who was knocked off top spot by Ed Sheeran in the UK charts. He's been knocked off himself more recently. Anyway, it's Miley Cyrus with the brilliant flowers. See you tomorrow. Bye.